So first of all, greetings and welcome. Somaste. And Somaste is a new greeting as some of you know. It means affirmation of my body and life energy in it. Because Soma in Greek means body and Soma in Sanskrit means elixir of life. This word comes from Veda, the ancient scriptures, Soma. So what we explore is somatofulness. And what it is, the body, the body's intelligence, and also life energy in it. So basically, somatofulness is about experiencing the sacred universal life energy. And this is not something metaphysical, philosophical, abstract, or supernatural. It is biological, it is physical, it is natural. In all non-living things, this energy is a potential. In minerals, in rocks, in water, it is a potential. In all living things, living beings, it becomes alive. It is expressing itself. And in our body, we experience it as bioelectricity and biochemistry. You all experience bioelectricity in form of sensations, tinglings, or sometimes when you are in meditation, you may feel electrical sensations. That is quite often described in Kundalini Yoga because Kundalini Yoga is also connected with the prana, this living energy. Also, it expresses itself in our body as neurochemicals, the biochemistry. And what is the experience of that? Experience of that is happiness, joy, rapture, bliss, ecstasy. So basically, this life energy in this body gives us a sense of electricity, which is experienced as not only as tingling, but we are filled with light. So when you are energized with this life energy, how you feel? The brain is full of light and delight. You are radiant. It can be seen on the face and in our gestures. So the light and the biochemistry is experienced as joy and bliss because that is the wine in our body, the oldest wine ever distilled by nature in universe. So there is a whole tavern, there is a whole bar. It is lit up with this energy and this wine is flowing nonstop. And as I said, it is nothing metaphysical. It's very much part of this body, but we miss it. Why we miss it? Because either we are focused on the surface of the body, or we are lost in the complexity of our mind. 
while it is deep in, in the body. So we miss it. So in order to access it, we have to become somatic whisperers. I think you heard this term whisperer. Because in Europe and North America, there are horse whisperers. So what happens if some horse is unruly or sick? They, these are the very special people. And they go and connect and communicate with the horses. They whisper. And recently, actually, one of my friends told that there are organ whisperers, they are healers. So if you have a kidney problem, they have certain kind of energy so they can connect and communicate with your kidney, kidney whisperers. But here we are talking about somatic whisperers. We contact our body so somatic whisperers are of two types. One is body whisperer. We try to listen to this body. We try to feel this body. We whisper to this body. And second whispering is life whisperers. We go deeper and we connect to our life energy. Once you whisper, once you feel, once you listen to the body and its life energy, it will reciprocate. It will be a dialogue. We take first step through these practices, somatofulness practice. This is about whispering. It is start with contact. We establish communication. And it leads to communion. Communion means always in direct experience with this body and its life energy. And once that is established, you will find this life energy everywhere. So other day, driving on the back roads of Ontario, it was gray because it is winter here. Trees didn't have any leaves. But in spite of that, one could feel the life energy flowing through it. But because our eyes think that tree is alive, when the leaves or the flower or the fruits are there, it is not true. Because it's still in that wintry tree, there is a full energy. And when the right season will come again, everything will come on the surface. So that is the very nature of this body and life energy. And once we connect, we become full, we become whole. We are not anymore broken because indeed this life energy flows through our body, our emotions, our thoughts. Once we connect, it completes it. But the question is, where exactly it flows? Because as I said, it is very physical and very biological. Of course, it flows in all the tissues of the body. Brain, liver, kidney, muscles, blood vessels, nerves. But one of the most important structure in the body is fascia. Fascia is a membrane. It is the elastic tissue which is everywhere. It is the largest organ in the body. And that is the reason behind the success of yoga. But before we go into it, 
I would like to do some body poses. These are called somatic poses. Benefit is as good as in yoga, but they are very simple to do because they come from the body. So you don't need any mat. You don't need any yoga instructor. They can be done anywhere, in the bed, in the chair, standing, lining up for a cup of coffee, buying your groceries. Even if you are 90 years old, partially paralyzed, body is very stiff, wheelchair bound, it doesn't matter. Because fundamental behind all body movement is fascia. And along with the fascia, all other tissues are stretched. But I will go in details of that a bit later. Time to do four poses. In sitting, wherever you are. How to do it? Whatever you, your body feels. Because body will tell you which pose, body pose to take. So you take that body pose. So I will demonstrate you once because some of you are new. So my body feels like stretching like this. So I stretch, create a little bit of tension. Eyes may be close to feel it. I'm going to sustain this pose for one minute approximately. My breathing will be normal and I will feel my body and its life energy. Okay, so that is how we will do four poses, and I will count the minute, so you don't need to worry, and I will guide you. So please close your eyes softly. And feel your body And now take a pose which your body wants to take. Any pose. And pose means stretch. So your fascia is stretched. Sustaining it. And you are feeling, you are listening to your body and life energy in it. And now relaxing. And feel your body again with closed eyes. And now taking the second pose which your body feels like. Any pose in sitting, it may involve upper limbs, lower limbs, torso. Feeling and listening to the body.
and relaxing. Eyes will remain closed. Feeling the sensations in the body. And now, taking the third pose which your body wants to take. Bodies is stretched, sustaining the pose, and feeling the body. and relaxing. And then the last or the fourth pose, any pose which comes from the body, body is the teacher, the guru. and relaxing. Now with closed eyes, feel your state now. State of the body, its energy, and also the state of the mind. Before you did these four poses, and now after. What is the difference?
and then slowly opening the eyes. Anybody would like to, to tell their experience, what they felt, what difference it made. Anything noticed? Yes. Hello, Jivato. I can Hi. tell. I I felt more energy at my heart area. Okay. Like energy flowing here. Okay. And anything else? By now, just more energy flow. Right. So energy. Great. Yeah. And now there was uh, another uh, from Fevero. The name was there. They want. They wanted to say something. Or anyone else? Yes. yes. Yeah. Hi. Good morning. Yes. I was yeah. going to say something very similar. Much more aware of your body. Right. And more energy. Yes. Feeling much more positive. Right. I'm not tired. Like when I came, I was feeling a little bit more oh, tired. And even though it's the beginning of the day where we are. Right. Not for some of our uh, classmates. Uh, but now, and more clarity in my head. So clarity, energy, and how is the mental or emotional state? Calmer. Calmer. Any other experience? Uh, Baba, please. Mind completely quiet. Yes. And the whole focus the awareness was completely inside of the body. Right. The buzz of energy. That's right. So we did four poses. Body was the teacher. You can call it as a series of sukhasans, as Patanjali said, comfortable, stable. And as I mentioned, that sacred universal energy expresses itself in the body as bioelectricity and biochemistry. Bioelectricity you feel as energy. Biochemistry you feel as calmness, a pleasant sensation. Sometimes almost feeling like drunk. That is the result of huge number of biochemicals and neurochemicals in our brain which are released. And that is because of a stretch of fascia. We complicated yoga. We created so many branches of it. It became a huge industry. And so many people suffer from injury because they do yoga against the intelligence and wisdom of their body. Body is doing yoga poses all the time. When we are tired, we stretch. When we are fatigued, we put our head in our hands. We stretch our leg. Cat does it, birds do it, dogs do it. Everybody, because why they do it? Because energy flow is obstructed in fascia. They want it to flow now. So yoga basically is that simple and no injuries because once we are going according to our body how there will be any injury 
So sometimes I, when I talk to yoga teacher, I used to teach uh, yoga teacher training. And I said, you can become yoga teacher in two hours. And why two hours? Because in first hour, it will be technique. And in second hour, I will tell you the whole mechanism, what happens to the brain, what happens to the body, where are the changes in our neurotransmitter, why you experience the way you experience in two hours. Of course, sometimes they felt offended because they, they pay huge amount of money. They flew from all over 200, 300, 500, 1000 hours. And some of them were very sore. Some of them injured their knee, their back. Because some of them were older. They didn't realize, no. Of course, I'm not denying or rejecting classical yoga. But what I'm saying, if we understand the mechanism, fascia, which I will explore now, you, this yoga becomes easy. It will change from day to day. Whatever posture you will do today, you, you won't do it tomorrow because tomorrow your mental state is different. Your energy blockages in this fascia is different. It's a spontaneous. Yoga is spontaneous. Depending on you, on that particular day or hour can be done anywhere. Anytime. I do my yoga between 3 a.m., 4 a.m. because I wake up at that time and I do two poses every single night. It takes five to six minutes and then I slip into the sleep. That is my yoga. Because it's the nature of fascia. Now, Coming to the fascia, I would like to show you two, three slides. So you will get some visual image of what fascia is. So let me share with you my screen. Can you see it or it is not visible? Yes, it's there. It's there? Yeah. Okay. So you can see this first slide, what it tells that fascia is the largest organ in the body. It is not the skin. It covers every single muscle, bone, tendon, ligament, brain, lung, heart, liver, spleen. It is under the skin and it also connects to each cell of the body. The nature of fascia is liquid crystal. It has a very clear shape of its own. That is why we call it crystal, but liquid. Liquid means it is very mobile, very flexible. So it can change. That is why it can heal. That is why yoga can become so effective. This is another view under electron microscope. It is very simple. And it connects all other systems of the body. And not only that, it connects to every single cell in the body and the brain because there are almost 50 trillion cells in the body and approximately 87 billion cells in the brain. So what it imp implies that if you are able to stretch it, if you can activate it, 
basically you are activating the whole body and because it is transmitting body's life energy in yoga equivalent is pran maya kosh so there is a term in in yoga called pran maya kosh pran maya kosh means sheath of energy and on that sheath of energy everything is dependent our emotions our subtle body and all other sheaths so that energy flows through the fascia our organs our cells they talk to each other through the fascia that is why sometimes it is called mother of all organs because if you go into the development of the baby in the womb embryo fascia is developing first and you will see under the fascia tiny tiny organs just like a dot a liver a heart because that fascia nourishes so fascia basically is the mother when i was in medical school i was taught fascia is nothing else but a membrane which is covering everything protecting them so they will they will stay in their own place now after many decades research is making it clear that actually fascia in a way is lifeline and according to the very recent theory fascia truly is the first brain it is not the brain the way we think brain in the skull it is brain because it is connecting all organs with each other cells with each other and also allowing the communication stimulus response so in that way it is the brain and the beauty of this brain is it communicates 70 times faster than this brain or our biochemistry that is why if you get an acupuncture they will put the needle in the leg and you will experience the sensation on the top of the head instantaneously and you wonder how that is possible because there is no nerve which goes all the way from from your leg to the top of the head they missed because it is because of fascia so now in acupuncture in chiropractic in physiotherapy in massage even in medicine they are saying this is this may be the first brain ever evolved in living beings in which communication is faster than any other structure in the body including human body because the nature's beauty is it keeps on creating but it never delete them we human beings create and when it is outdated or a new thing comes we usually let go of the old stuff so whether it is a old oven or a old fridge or a old tv or a old anything phone nature never does that nature piles up one over the other why so that if one layer falls apart the second layer is intact you can take the help if second layer 
falls apart, you can take the help of the third layer. So actually, in context of humans, we have multiple brains. And that extra capacity of the brain is intact. So in times of crisis, in times of a stroke, when we are losing brain cells, we are becoming old. Some people, they don't develop dementia or Alzheimer. And what is the reason? Because somehow they are able to access what is called redundant, which is called the very ancient old brain type of structure. So in acupuncture now, in all other manual therapies, they say that energy flows in this fascia because fascia has two layers and in between those two layers it is wet. There are a lot of biochemistry and through that wetness communication take place. That is why it is called liquid crystal. So acupuncture meridian, shiasu point, marma point, acupressure point, all those channels and nadis, those chakras, where they are located, actually they are located in fascia. And from there, they affect every other thing because fascia covers practically all structure of the body. So that is how life energy flows in us. And that is what you experienced after four poses that you felt a sense of energy. Because normally what happens because of our posture, because of our trauma, emotional turbulence in life, injuries, abuses, surgeries, that fascia gets tense, or scarred or shrinks. So we experience chronic pain. We experience emotional disturbances, fatigue, fibromyalgia, anxiety, depression. And that is why in yoga, a lot of people, when they do, they get relief from the system. What they are doing, because they are basically stretching the fascia, breaking the scars. And because fascia is liquid, it will adapt very quickly to this new stretch and will heal. Because the main content of the fascia is water. So not only this fascia gives the integrity to the body, protective cover to the body, make it flexible during the movement. It is the actual brain of the body, the most ancient. So most ancient brain, like a structure is fascia, and then comes the gut brain gut brain evolved second and then heart brain and finally the brain in the skull. So these are the four brains and the most easily accessible is fascia, the most ancient brain. So when we do yoga, tai chi, movements, exercise, when we are doing breath work, when we are doing meditation, ultimately its effect goes to fascia, either directly or indirectly. It makes changes there and through those changes, everything else goes into different parts of the body including the computers of individual cells, which are called microtubules. Fascia is connected to that computer. 
because each cell of our body and brain has its own computer with 100 bit of capacity. And in a single cell, there are thousands of those computers. And those computers are connected to our cell memory, cell structure, whatever we have gone through. In fact, one of the theories says that once we die, the essence of this memory is floating in quantum space. This is a theory given by a quantum physicist and anesthetist. So what they are indicating that when we die, is still a condensed form of our memory is there in quantum universe, not in classical visible universe. So that is the beauty. And that is why so many of our problems, health problem, we cannot understand. Why we cannot understand? Because we will do all these scans, all the blood tests, and we find nothing. Particularly in cases of abuse and trauma. Because that trauma, that abuse is lodged in fascia. So if you do MRI, CAT scan, PET scan, it doesn't make any difference. Still, we don't have sensitive investigation to find problems in fascia. And the recent studies are also indicating that before cancer appears in the organ, it appears first in the fascia. So basically, we are developing any disease. It first appears in our energy body. And then gradually, it concretized and takes hold in independent organ, whether it is psychological or physical or emotional or mental, it doesn't matter. So if you are aware of your fascia, life energy, actually you can know the time of death also roughly. Because approximately six months before death, if it is not sudden, you will experience the changes in your energy body, in your fascia. It's a very long tradition in India among yogis, spiritual people that they roughly, roughly tell that, okay, my time is very close. And so they invite people, say goodbye, sort out all things of life and they die. How they do, do that? Because of this life energy. And this life energy is slowly on withdrawal. They feel it very clearly. Because ultimately what happens if your fascia becomes fully active, you will experience life energy all the time. Again, as bioelectricity, which you experienced for a few moments, number one, and also your biochemistry in terms of calmness and almost constant joy or bliss. So once that is disturbed, you know something is going to come. Something is changing, whether it is a problem of disease or decay or death. Any question at this point? Anything which is not understood? So if everything is, is clear to tell you that recently in our abdomen, two more organs were discovered. 
And those two new organs, that was five years ago, they are called interstitium. And those organs are made up of fascia. So fascia is so capable that it produces two new organs. Still, scientists are not very clear what is the function of those two organs. But nonetheless, they know they are contributing somewhere in the well-being of the body. So to summarize it, to clarify it again, fascia is a membrane, is a tissue, a liquid crystal, largest organ covers everything from brain to the toe. It not only protects, it not only gives movement to the body, it is the channel of flow of the sacred universal energy in us. It is the most primal brain communicating, connecting. And once it becomes fully active, fully functional. And why it doesn't become fully functional? Because of the physical or mental trauma. When it becomes fully functional, the sacred life energy flows through it continuously. And it is experienced as bioelectricity. Your body is tingling always. And a sense of joy well-being, bliss, or ecstasy. Because it is physical, because it is biological, is natural, it is very easy to approach it. And that is the whole theme of somatofulness. Body as the door to liberation. But in last few centuries we are lost so much in very complicated philosophies, poetry, metaphysics, which is good also because mind loves it. But nonetheless, if we are truly seriously interested in healing, attainment of full mental and emotional health, and also living to the peak of the life, we have to become somatic whisperers, whispering into the body and its life energy. And for that, there are two ways. Number one, practices. And number two, knowing your personality we somehow abandoned the idea of personality. Hardly ever in our spiritual discourses, we go into our somatic personality with which we were born and we are indulged in practice. And that is only one third of the story of any spiritual path. Two thirds depend how I align myself with my personality. And that affects the fashion. So with that, I will stop. And there was a question from Lily. Um, well, yes and no. Thank you, Shivasu, as always. Um, um, I, I think the answer, you answered it towards the end, and I realized that is the answer. But I was just thinking in terms of fascia, whether it be um, because of trauma or just um, natural living, which can you say what some best practices are, but that may be um, the, can you recommend some best practices, but it may be the somatic fullness course. Exactly. 
because yes. that is where six sets of practice we do right. and one set we already we we did two sets one is somatic awareness i become aware about the energy in the body and second we did somatic poses mm -hmm. and third one we may do at the very end and that is uh, a a humming how humming stimulates the the fascia plus this energy thank you right so uh, boba there is a question from boba yes i just so that i don't spend my day uh, <laughs> agonizing about this uh, uh, if you would bring some clarity to me, you mentioned uh, dementia and Alzheimer's, and were you suggesting that by practicing and stretching, doing this stretching about our fascia can prevent that, or there is no connection? Alone in itself, it is not enough. Because why we develop dementia or Alzheimer's because this energy is not flowing fully through our brain. Because our brain is on the mercy of the lifelong patterns of emotions and thinking, our experiences. So we use only a fraction of our brain. And what that means is at any given point of time, only 10 to 15% brain functions fully. But it is possible to bring it to 80% functioning. And at that point, when brain functions in that way, there is a spatial brain waves called gamma waves. They are radiating high frequency gamma wave and they are finding that if you are able to produce the gamma wave, it will wipe out some of the plaques in the brain, which is responsible for dementia and, and Alzheimer. It is all energy and because energy primarily flows into fascia, so naturally it is going to affect this, but only practice is not enough. I have to to look at my lifestyle through knowing my personality. A combination of two. 